welcome to worship this morning at the Sydney United Methodist Church for those in person and those viewing online. And first we're going to have our announcements. So if you turn to the back of the bulletin for the announcements, next Sunday, the 30th of April, there will be an anointing service, oil anointing service. And if you look further down on the charge announcements, next Sunday, there will be a vote on the church's affiliation, and that is would be Doring Church. And then there is a district conference at the Grove Avenue, United Methodist Church in Moxham at 3. In May on the 7th will be Holy Communion, and Mother's Day is the week after that on the 14th. For the vote on the church's affiliation, there is a summary of various denominations in the bulletin, if you would like to review those. And I believe the blue folders on the back table also has some additional information on the various denominations. Are there any other announcements this morning? Let us bow for prayer. Dear God, we come before you today and we thank you for the opportunity to praise and worship you and your son in this place of worship. Amen. Amen. Please stand if you are able and join in singing the hymn of the church, the church's one foundation, Number 277. Responsive reading of Psalm 116, verses 1 through 4 and 12 through 19. I love the Lord, for he heard my voice, he heard my cry for mercy. Because he turned his ear to me, I will call on him as long as I live. The cords of death entangled me, the anguish of the grave came over me. I was overcome by distress and sorrow. Then I call on the name of the Lord. O Lord, save me. What shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? I will lift up the cup of salvation and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. Precious in the sight of the Lord is the death of his faithful servants. Truly I am your servant, O Lord. I am your servant. I serve you just as my mother did. 
you have freed me from my chains. I will sacrifice a thank offering to you and call on the name of the Lord. I will fulfill my vows to the Lord in the presence of all his people. And the courts of the house of the Lord in the remains of Jerusalem. Praise the Lord. Please be seated. Will the children please come forward for the children's message? Please stand if you are able to join in singing the hymn of praise, Blessed Assurance, number 345.
Do we have any joys to share with everybody today? Anything joyful happened with this last Sunday? Mm -hmm. Yes? They had a partial hip replacement two weeks ago, and um, he's get out a little bit of stuff after these Is he able to get up and about? With his walker. With his walker, well, okay. So, yeah. he'll, be on the, he'll be on the walker for a while. For a little bit. Then okay. Then to the cane. Then on to your arms. Okay. Matt? Alex graduates in two weeks and he got a job back here for after graduation. Well, very good. Very good. Uh, in two weeks? Yeah, May 6th. Okay. So we have a service on May 5th. Uh, okay. Uh, we need to get a book for uh, for Alex. Not a Bible or something. Only has a Bible. Yeah. Maybe Oswald Chambers' book. His utmost for my his, my utmost for his highest. It's called. Yes. You just finished your black belt mission. Testing. You make sure you walk 10 feet in front of Matt and I next Sunday and don't come anywhere near us. That girl will wipe us out right away. I have a black belt. I'm wearing a black belt. But I don't think I'd be able to defend myself against you. He has a Bible, yes? Yeah, yeah. Get, yeah. My, my utmost for his highest by Oswald Chambers. It's what we use in the, one of the three we use in the Bible study, and it's, it's, it's quite uh, it's re reflective. He takes each Bible verse, one verse at a time, one verse at a time, they know, one verse at a time, and gives a 500-word explanation on it. So it'll be good for you. College grad graduate. Any other joys? I have a hard time seeing you because you're in camouflage. Are you there? Now I can tell you're smiling. Now, now I can tell. Do we have any concerns? Concerns on the minds, on the hearts of the people here? Yes? Hi, Uncle Ray. Uncle Red? Ray. Ray. Does he have red hair? Uncle Ray. Uncle, Uncle, Uncle Ray. Oh, she's right next to you. Is there writing all this down? Well, let's get on the ball. That's what we pay you. Well, I'll get a piece of paper for that. That's, that's what's in your salary. Okay, we got Uncle Ray. Yes? Our, our nephew, Jane, he has to go through um, some testing. Some testing. Cousin Ray. Nephew. Nephew Ray. James. James Megan. We'll get it right. Tom. The Cummings family. The Cummings family, yeah, we just buried her Thursday. Yeah, the Cummings family. Big cemetery at the top of the hill in the South Fork. Oh my goodness, wow. And it's at the top of the hill, too. We go like this the hole for an hour. And then all of a sudden, there it is. Oh. <laughs> Any other uh, concerns? No? Okay. All right. We'll, we'll move on as soon as the uh, minute taker gets up to date. <laughs> Let us enter into our time of prayer as we raise our voices up to God Almighty. Lord, we know that you are returning and not as a tiny baby lying in a humble manger and wrapped in swaddling clothes, but as a conquering king who is to come to rescue his people. But Lord, we know that first you are to come in the clouds to take your church back to your heavenly home. When the dead in Christ will rise first and we all will be changed in a moment. 
to become like unto you, Lord Jesus. Lord, we pray that your church will prepare herself for your soon return. Let us pray that your body will be ready for that glorious day when you come to take us home to be with yourself. Lord, we ask you that your bride, who is the church, will be pure and holy, without spot and wrinkle or any such thing. And Lord, start that work in us today as we pray. We pray for the unsaved and the unbelievers in, the, in, this, in, the, in this world uh, so they can be saved before it's too late because there, there will come a time where it will be too late for, change, for them to change their minds. We pray for forgiveness for our going astray and for choosing our way over your way. We pray for the good health and well-being of the members of this congregation, their families, friends, and neighbors. We pray for law enforcement, military, especially our First Lieutenant Carl Smith. We pray for health workers and firefighters. We pray for the leaders of our country, community, and church. We pray for the safety and well-being of our youth and continue to offer them much encouragement. May we hold fast not only to our religious beliefs, but also with the values we have been raised with and hold in our hearts concerning our country, which are being challenged. May we remain strong in our beliefs and our system of justice, our constitution and bill of rights, as to how they are applied equally to all. May we regain our number one status in the world that we have had since the end of World War I. May we be properly prepared for what may happen in the future. May we remember that in the Bible, it says that God created man and woman. Let us go back to following what the Bible tells us. Help us in resolving the issue if we are willing to have the church tell us what to do when God has already told us what not to do. We pray for Uncle Ray. We pray for the testing that James is having to go through. And we pray for the recovery that Dave offered is going through with his knee. We pray for Tom. We offer prayers for the grieving Cummings family who, who buried their, their mother uh, Thursday. And we pray for uh, Alex. One of ours is graduating from, uh, from college in two weeks. We offer a, 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 a prayer for him. And we offer a praise for Dalton for the black belt that he has uh, earned in his uh, karate classes. Uh, we, thank, we thank him for sharing that uh, uh, with us, as long as he doesn't use it against us. Now, dear Lord, if there was a name that came uh, uh, into the spirits of the hearts of the people while we were praying, let them say that name out loud now. Dear Lord, you heard the cries from the people. We know that you, you hear them and that you're working on, on how you will respond, respond to them. Let us be open enough to understand that your response may be totally different than what we are asking for. Now let us pray, dear Lord, together the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Would the usher please come forward for the presentation of God's tithes, our gifts, and offerings.
So start working among yourselves who's going to be coming forward. Doesn't have to be the same people each, each Sunday, but for the whole month of May, Mother's Day, the very, very month of May, we want women to do all of this, except for this God in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to come this fourth Sunday in the month of April. We thank you, dear Lord. We thank you for the people who are here today. And we, we uh, ask that you accept these tithes and these gifts and these offerings to help with the running of the church here in Sydney, Pennsylvania, and also with spreading your word throughout the area. We thank for the youth who are coming here today to presenting you these, these gifts. Well, we ask that you accept them in the, in the heartfelt thanks that they are meant, meant to be. And we pray all of this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior, Master, Teacher, and Friend. And we all said together, Amen. Please be seated. The lectionary reading for us today comes from the book of Luke, chapter 24, verses 13 through 35. Words are on the screen. This is the famous walk. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. As they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them, but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? What things, he asked. About Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in the word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But he had hoped, but we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. He, Jesus, said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all that the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. 
As they approached the village <coughs> to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he were going farther. But they urged him strongly, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while we talked with us, while he talked with us on the road and opened the scripture to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven, and those with them assembled together, and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. Then the two told what had happened on the way, and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. The words of God for the people of God, thanks be to God. Well, I call this a lot of phrase we, I think a lot of us have used in our lifetime. If I had only known. I've gone through many situations where it's, which, gee, if I'd only known that, I would have done this. I've tried different paths in my life looking for fulfillment. Finally, after searching for decades, I found out what I was looking for. And I know what each one of you are looking for. A direction that never, never crossed my mind. A direction, direction that in my wildest dream I would never have considered. I could have saved a lot of time, energy, and money if I only had known. This is how the two disciples on their way to Emmaus, walking with the resident, uh, resurrected Messiah, Jesus, felt. If only I had known. When you are looking for Jesus, and most importantly, find him, you will experience not only his power, but his help as well. You are likely to miss Jesus, his power, and his help when you are preoccupied with your own thoughts and problems. Because more than likely, you have withdrawn yourself from the strength that can only be found among other believers. Two disciples were going away from the fellowship with the other believers. The two disciples were too caught up in the high regard the world had for political and military power. So being blind, they couldn't see the opposite value of God's kingdom. What in the world is in that thing? Liquor? Because he's stopping on it like crazy. Wow, that was a long drink. Must be something good in there. Vodka or something like that? Huh? In your journey through life, there will be times that Christ will be walking with you. You moved. You were back there. Now you moved up here. Are you trying to confuse me? What is that thing you have? Oh, I don't want it. I'm not going to take it. What is it? It's a what? A fox. If you say so, I'll take your word for it. Okay. What a shame and a loss to not know that the Son of God is walking with you. And the sun comes out on that road. Ah, you're in the light now. Jesus did not impose himself on the two followers he met on the road to Emmaus. There's still a family you can go down to Emmaus or, or someplace down south and take the walk of Emmaus. It can be a day, it can be a weekend, it can be a whole week. There's a camp down there that, that's open for the walk of Emmaus. When reaching their destination, Jesus would have gladly continued on, but accepted their dinner invitation and invitation to spend the night. Jesus will never force his way into your situation. He'll walk with you, but will never force himself upon you. He'll stay as long as you want and walk along as far as you want. He won't force his way in and make you listen or learn or be with him. He's like the perfect friend.
the perfect friend. Jesus leaves the two disciples as they draw near their destination, freeing them to continue on without him. His love is such that we are always free to turn our backs on him. We are always free to walk away from Jesus, knowing that he will always welcome us back. God gave to us the greatest and the most dangerous gift in the world. Anybody know what it might be? Free will. Oh, who, who said that? He didn't say that. That his voice wasn't that deep. You went a paid vacation to Emos. Emos. You get a paid vacation there. I don't know who's going to pay for it, but you get a paid vacation to Emos. It's a gift of free will. It is. Did, did you read my sermon beforehand? I'm sorry. Did you read my sermon beforehand? Yes. Yeah. Try to pay attention back there, maybe. The two disciples came to Jesus by the breaking of the bread, providing us with an example we are to follow, which will be two weeks from today. We have Holy Communion again, where you're given a, uh, a meal with that hunk of bread I gave you. The table was where fellowship took place in the ancient world. It still takes place, I think it does, take place in, in this world. It took place at the, in my house when we, when we would, my father, my father, my mother, and me would, uh, would, ha, would have dinner. They would ask, uh, uh, how was band today? And an hour later, I'd be done telling them how band was today. So they knew not to ask me about band. How was things in school? Okay. It's no accident that the disciples came to know Jesus at the dinner table. This shows that Jesus reveals himself in the middle of the basic moments of life. He is at home in the middle of our everyday activity. Just like the two followers heading to Emmaus, needed a living, breathing Jesus in order to believe. For some today, they too are in need of the presence of a living, breathing Christian in their lives. And that turns out to be Yun's. Jesus is no longer here on earth with us. Because of that, you are asked to be like him. The Christian is the person who walks not towards the sunset, but towards the sunrise. Not towards the sunset, but towards the sunrise is the way the Christian, the Christian goes. The Christian message is never ours until we have shared it with someone else. So I can't keep all these wonderful thoughts I have on these papers to myself. I have to, I have to share them with, uh, with, with others. That's uh, one of the roles of the uh, of the pastor, one of the roles, the only role. Not 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 the only role, but one of the the main role of the uh, of of the pastor. The disciples go from grief to joy, confusion to understanding, and most importantly, from disbelief to faith. In your time of tribulation and darkness, in your time of doubt and disobedience. In your time of grief and suffering, are you walking away from the Christian fellowship? There are many, I've had many people in the, in the seven churches that I've, I've served in for 14 years who a loved one will pass away in the family and you don't see them in church for the next two or three weeks. That's not what you're supposed to do. Even if they're even if they're buried, even if they're buried on Sunday afternoon, you should still be here for church service because you will get some healing from the people who are here because they will know that there's not a single person who hasn't lost a loved one, me included. There's so they would they they know what you may be going through. They don't know how severely your your it is that you're suffering, but they will know. And you will gain, gain something from that. Guaranteed. Money back guaranteed. 
by Denton there. If you don't get anything, Denton will give you your money back guaranteed. Okay? Your road to Emmaus starts when you drive away today from this Christian fellowship. Today it starts. The moment you walk out those doors. Here you have been refreshed and nourished for your continuation in your journey. I know you've been refreshed because I, I, I can tell from, from uh, the laughter. I know that that helps. That helps. That, that's done on purpose. Although it's a, uh, it's a, uh, uh, when I read through this uh, uh, Saturday, and I read through it on my bicycle, I say Planet Fitness, and I read it while I'm going around the 30-minute workout and lifting this, and I look at that part, and I look at that, then I go home and read it again, then I make sure everything will fit on the page properly. Uh, it's a, uh, I don't know where these stories are going to come out. I don't know, because they don't come to me while I'm sitting there at home, alone, watching girls softball on TV and writing things, doing the commercials, or watching Law and Order on TV, because the TV's over here, and I'm sitting there. Uh, I don't know until I'm in front of you. These stories may change by the time I get to, uh, uh, to Beaverdale. I don't know, because I don't, I don't have written on here. I don't have tell story. I don't have that written on here. They just come at, at certain times. Now, whether you've been nourished or not, I hope that what I say nourishes you in some fashion or something in the worship service. It may be the hymns um, I've read and have been told. It's, it's what refreshes certain people in the church. It's the hymns that are sung. It's refreshing. Some people, it's the prayers. You, you, you don't know. It's just something that, uh, we're, we're, that plan that, that's trying to get us smoothly through the service without an interruption of announcements in the middle of the service. That's why the announcements are removed to the very beginning. You get them out of the way and then get into the flow of, the, uh, of your worship service. Your eyes have been opened, but briefly. This is only possible to happen through Christian fellowship. And this is what Christian fellowship is. We have to have some dinners or something after church. Or finger food or coffee and donut. Beer and donut. There we go. For something like that after church. For you to, to enjoy. I can't stay because I'm off donut. But something for, for you. That, that adds, adds to things. I used to take the, the, uh, the uh, Catholic school band around and play for other Catholic schools who had the, my music program in it. We would show up and play, and that band would be totally different after lunch. Because they all got together, wherever we stopped, hey, let's stop over there at McDonald's, oh, okay, we go, and we would dominate the entire place. And, you know, and they would talk to people that they didn't know, uh, and, and they were totally different afterwards. You could hear it and you could see it the moment we got together and, and played. Unfortunately, we only had one concert after lunch. We had two before lunch. And, uh, but it, 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 because of the fellowship, because of sitting around the table and, and eating. Methodist churches are known for food and eating. So let's start having some food and eating after, after church. If you want me there, it has to be like 1230 or something, something like that. Which, I don't mind. That's all that's right. When you drive... Was there something I said? No. When you drive away today, will you take the nourishment you have received here, or will you leave it behind? Because it's easy to leave behind. I've been where you've been. And it's, it's easy to, to uh, uh, leave behind. For those who take it with them, they carry the ability to be aware of when Christ is walking with them. So take the nourishment with you today, and you'll have the ability to feel that Christ is walking, driving with you. They also have the capability of having their eyes opened by Christ. They will not be saying when they leave, if I had only known. Let us pray.
Dear Lord, it is our duty as your followers to bring honor, praise, and glory to your most precious name. Let us show that to the people in our world by living our lives that will be acceptable and pleasing to you. Let us not look back and say, if only I had known. We pray in your name that's held high above all others, Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Now, just like last week, this is going to be, uh, I think, permanent. We'll, we'll sing the first uh, three verses, and we'll stop, and then we'll have a, a, a brief benediction, and uh, then we'll sing the final hymn, and then I'll ask you all to say amen. So let us all stand and sing our hymn of grace, Gra grace greater than our sin. What do I need to do to get your attention? <laughs> not out, not out, right, just right, right there. May we gradually become aware of Jesus' presence in our lives so that when it comes, we don't have to say, if I had only known. Praise be to God. May we bring our time with God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit to a close by singing our final verse of our hymn of grace. Go and earn your day.